When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we kill puppies 1d6 Satans at a time. Ah, shoot, I should probably stop trying to work book material into the intro. We won't have anything to talk about. Anyway, recorded for you on site from beautiful, sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. It's System Mastery. Hey everybody, welcome back to System Mastery, the podcast that this is. I'm Jeff, that's John right over there, and John, how you doing? Oh, I'm great, because now I'm in Sin City. It ain't sweater weather no more, baby. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah. that. That shit's for losers. Yeah, the, literally the moment November ended, we bolted for Las Vegas so we could go. I'm going to get out of here. Dip and our balls in debauchery. <laughs> that's right. It's time to get drunk, get high gamble get that good good <laughs> that is that is definitely an accurate version of what we've been doing it, we definitely have not just been taking in the sights while john quietly makes a profit on bubble craps <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised you'll just live out here and do that all day i mean here's the thing it's nice it's nice to be able to just be like i'm gonna sit down at this i made two hundred dollars i'm gonna leave <laughs> yeah it's not a ton of money but it's and now that you're still like, well, I didn't have $200, $200 a minute ago. Yeah, I mean, $200 for the day is definitely more than I would normally be paid. <laughs> that is true. That is sadly true. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's nice to be here. We haven't really done much yet. We're, we, uh, well, John and I are uh, disaster tourists. That's our, that's our whole gimmick. We like to go places that suck and because we can't afford to go places that don't. So instead, we've, we've sort of built our identities around going to garbage places and enjoying a certain version of luxury. See, there's, there's this thing with it where you're like, either way, if I go to something that's incredibly upscale and nice or something incredibly shitty and run down, you're going to come out with a story. It's that story that you want. And if you can't afford the luxury, you may as well get the story. <laughs> Because if you're like, oh, what did you do? We went to a perfectly serviceable place and had a perfectly serviceable time. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, that's the most boring thing anyone's ever said. I don't care. <laughs> a vacation but if you're like, happened. I went to a place and one of the hotel rooms had its wall knocked out while we were walking past it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're staying. I mean, we, we could have stayed at a nicer place for about the same money or even a nicer part of the same place. But no, sir. We're in the Luxor Pyramid. Hell Yeah. The pyramid where they're like, we haven't given a fuck about this thing since we built it. Whoops, building a pyramid was a huge mistake. <laughs> Turns out, this was dumb. So everything is falling apart. There's holes in the walls everywhere. Everything's chipped. It's great. Fucking. Nothing works. It is. It's amazing, and I love it. I love every second of it. The toilet is such like an old man efficiency toilet that I'm fairly certain I was making a ball colada when I sat down. <laughs> so that's not my favorite. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Go it's ahead. a, it's a real squatty potty it on is, there. Yeah, uh, by design. You can tell that we've definitely left sweater weather behind the moment we say ball colada. <laughs> yeah, you know you're in for the Las Vegas kill puppies for Satan treatment when we start talking about the dick cappuccino we're dipping down into the toilet. <laughs> the thirsty bird method. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome to it, folks. <laughs> so Kill puppies for Satan, my man. A Vince Baker game. Way back in 2001. Yeah, this is early Vince Baker. I think he was like now, this in college is or something. The annotated one, which is much later, where it's, oh, hey, I made this game real early, and it was bad, and I'm sorry, and here's some annotations for it. I got to say, the annotations are the worst part. I'm just going to say, Vince, I'm sorry. I love you. I love your work. But uh, the, the annotations are the worst part, because they're just stuck in there, so it's like you're reading two books at once, and I hated that. Uh. <laughs> But the uh, yeah, it's a it's a neat game. Definitely, the idea here was to come off of uh, sweater weather with something that was the opposite. This is the edgiest yeah. shit. <laughs> but, 
But in this game, you play as people who kill puppies for Satan. Yeah. The, I mean, right off the bat, one of the big issues with this is there is nothing in this game that's like, okay, but why? <laughs> I don't even really get a full grasp of who you were playing. Like, you're just some dude, and you do fucked up evil shit. Yeah. But it's mostly you have to kill animals for Satan, and you can't you can't kill people yeah, because people like- are either uh, shitty, and so they want to stay around, like Satan wants them to stay around and corrupt other people, or they're good and they go to heaven and Satan doesn't want that. Yeah. But animals, they're like, oh yeah, if you kill animals, that's great. Satan loves it. He's... He's real big on killing animals, yeah, unless they're vermin, because those are Satan's yeah, animals. Those are his pet animals, or the vermin. So so Satan wants you to go out there and kill all these like puppies and nice dogs and so on. I don't know why. I guess it just contributes to a general sense of unpleasantness in the world. I mean, part of it, I was like, okay, I can understand when it's talking about, like, ooh, you get points if you kill like someone's beloved pet. You'll get way more evil points for that. But when it was like, oh, you'll get a bunch of points if you kill like a dolphin, I'm like... No one, no one's going to know that I did that. Cause the whole point where it says in the book is like, <laughs> oh, if you kill someone's animal, then it fucks up their day and they lose belief and love for things. Yes. That makes so it's most like, sense. oh, it fucks up their idea that they are in a just universe and brings them closer to Satan. So you're like, okay, I understand that. But if it's like, I go and kill a water buffalo somewhere and I get an evil point for it, I'm like, why? Well, you don't understand. To get that evil point for killing a dolphin, it has to be someone's beloved pet dolphin. My beloved dolphin. Yeah, like you, you have to run over a dolphin that's sitting on someone's lawn and you can tell that that's their pet dolphin because they leave the sprinklers on all day. That's <laughs> that's the one you got to kill. They got a little sign that says, beware dolphin. Yeah, to make the game's extended animal menagerie of, of viable targets work, you have to basically play under like Nintendo Paperboy era rules. Mm-hmm. Where anyone can have whatever random shit in their front yard, and that's their property, and you can fuck with it. They got a Grim Reaper out there? Kill that for a point. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the core biggest issue what one would run into with this game is like, what are you? What do you, what, what's your, what's your situation? You have Satan's cell phone number. You can call him. Sometimes, usually get his voicemail, well, and he'll respond. I mean, only if you spend a shitload of evil points. <laughs> But yeah, that's just one of the things that if you do, you have that now. And I'm like, but what is what what are what is what are you? Like, I get is this a send up of White Wolf? Is that what we're reading? I don't think so. Uh, I think this is basically it's a con game. That's one thing that's for sure. I mean, it feels very much like a I am trying to make an edgy game that is a parody of edgy games. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like a White Wolf thing. I think it kind of does, especially in the extended stuff. Eh. When they add the vampires, this is one of the... Well, most, none of that yeah. is shit you play. It's all yeah. just like... It's stuff you run into. Yeah, you can run into a werewolf or a mummy or a whatever. Yeah. But that's in, like, a supplement. All the baseline shit is just, yeah, there's humans and they suck and you kill animals. <laughs> yeah. You have four stats. I mean, the the you can tell this is a con game because it's got a lot of the aspects of... of what defines fun when you're sitting around with like a group of either relative fr- drunk friends or strangers and you're playing a fun game where a lot of the fun has to be derived from the playing of it because you're not going to keep this story going forward. So to start building your character, you actually take a piece of paper and write down, I kill puppies for Satan across the top of it. Yep. That's a rule. You have to do that. Yeah. And then you uh, write down like your name and then you start generating your character. Yeah. So you have four stats in this and those are cold fucked up, mean, and relentless. Yes. Uh, they go one to five. You get 11 points to put into there. And uh, each of them is basically, you know, a difference that you'd find from something else. So cold is essentially your intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucked up is generally your stealth and perception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mean is your strength. Yeah. Uh, and then Relentless is your stamina. Yeah, and they, they have a good explanation for why each one of those works that way, because Fucked Up isn't, like, just your agility and stealth or perception or whatever. It's also, like, oh, you're you're the kind, you're a specifically fucked up kind of evil person. You're the kind of evil person that will attack from the shadows and shit. Yeah, you're they fucked have- up because you're like, oh, I don't just go, like, stab a guy. I'll, like, hide under a bridge and wait for a dude to come nearby and exactly. fuck him up. Each one of them is listed with, like, an example of that kind of evil taken to its logical extreme. So, for example, the last one, which is Relentless, 
is listing Jason and saying that an average person has a relentless of one. Jason has a relentless of ten. You have any five or relentless of five. You have anywhere between a one and a five. Yeah. The only person who gets to have above a five is Satan himself, who has tens and everything. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you you start by writing down those four stats, and then you have eleven points to distribute amongst them. Yep. Specifically, eleven, along with. It is a game where that is 88 pages long because of, uh, of jokes and, and not, I'm not saying they're bad. This is a, this is a fairly good comedy game. Uh, but it definitely is like, yeah, you have 11 points. You don't get fucking 12 points. You don't get fucking 10 points. If you put 12 points down, you're a cheater. Satan won't hate you, but I will. And so will your GM. Yeah. A lot of it is like, <laughs> oh, did you cheat on this? Well, your GM's going to fuck your shit up. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I get it. You, you know, that like- or your GM will go, no, you cheated. Make it 11. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. They got to fill the page space. But again, uh, it's it was- that part to me is what really speaks to the old, like, this isn't about wife, White Wolf. It's about games that were coming out that were like, yeah, we're edgy and fucked up because this is 2001. Uh-huh. So the, the White Wolf ship for being what you would comment on had sailed like 10 years ago. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... I'm, I'm trying to remember what exactly around 2001 would have been the edgiest possible shit. Are we t- it, they would also be worthy of being made fun of. Like, yeah, I know Haven City of Violence came out in 2001, for example, but, uh, but I don't, I don't think this is a specific game. It's the no, it's, types of games. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, so you have those stats and then there's a couple of random rolls you're going to be doing. Yeah. So you will roll for evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is your starting evil. Now, evil is. How you do essentially magic shit in this? Yes, uh, it's kind of the only explanation for why you are doing any of the weird murdering shit you do is because every animal has an evil quotient for how evil it is to kill it, and yep. the manner in which you kill something gives you uh, either zero or up to I think plus two evil for doing it. Yeah, and you spend that to do stuff, but. Yes. When you're making your character, you will roll a d6 and see how much your starting evil is. You can get uh, from negative one if they're, oh, you cheated on points. You get minus one evil, you cheating bastard. Yeah. Uh. See, that's how they get you. They're like, yeah, it's okay if you cheat. You're allowed to just cheat. What are they going to do? And then that's what they do. They get you on the very next table. Yeah, but you can get up to three starting evil, and you have to choose, like, how you got that. So you have to, you can't just be like, oh, I have three evil. You have to be like, oh, you, you killed a plus two evil animal in a plus one way. Plus two so, good animal. So you got to figure out what that is. Well, there is no plus evil animal. That would be a negative or a zero. <laughs> well, you said a plus two evil animal. And so I immediately started a plus picturing two it. animal. I know. But with the evil in there, I started picturing what an evil animal was and, and how that helped you. I'm sorry. It's been, it was a long night. I'm very drunk. Actually, I'm not. not right. I'm sober as a church mouse right now. I'm not even hungover. I don't know what I'm complaining about. Everything's wonderful. It's true. Everything's I'm looking out fine. the window. Except for how high you are right now. I'm not even high a little bit. <laughs> We're all drunk and high and fucked up here. <laughs> We're so fucked. Yeah. I've been rolling in special ketamine or whatever. Special I don't, ketamine. I don't even know drugs. <laughs> uh, I jacked an ecstasy pipe straight into my mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> I hacked the meth. <laughs> so so anyway, uh you get your starting evil uh-huh. and then you also have uh a stat that is this many people hate me. Yes. Uh and this one you want low. You want not very many people to hate you because it adds up being kind of the resistance to your roles to accomplish things later on in the game. Yeah, so uh this is another role where you could get up to three people hate you if you roll poorly. Uh, and this has another cheating thing in there where it's like, oh, fuck off. You could cheat on this roll too. You might as well just write zero people hate you. It's a lie though. The GM hates you. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you had to cheat on starting evil to get that one. Oh, cheat on points and starting evil to get yeah. that one. You said to be cheating. If the you whole cheated time. on everything, he's like, ah, whatever. You're going to cheat on anything. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what I write here. Yeah, yeah. So in this case, if you roll a four, five, or six, it's a full D6 game. If you roll a four, five, or six, then only one person hates you, which is nice because that'll reduce the resistance to your rolls later in the game. Yeah. 
the more people hate you, the more difficult it is to try and get normal shit done mm-hmm. that you have to interact with people for. Yeah, because someone will hate you in every situation. If you're like, the, the example they give is like, I want to get a library card. And if you have three people that hate you, they're going to be there. They're going to make it your problem when you try to get a li- uh, library card. Yeah, it's it's just, oh, well, now you can't get things done because people are making it fucking your problem now. Yeah. So the core game mechanic is to roll a d6 and add one of the four stats of value to it. So, for example, if you're doing something fucked up, you roll a d6 and add, it, add your fucked up value. Yeah, when I'm doing something fucked up, I'm in Vegas! <laughs> As we sit, having just ate a delightful Irish breakfast at a little <laughs> tap house. Fucked up Irish breakfast! <laughs> yeah! I had waffles with Nutella on them. Fucked up Nutella! That's right! <laughs> Those bananas were fucking weird! <laughs> Hazelnuts pulled from the seed of Satan's cum dumpster! <laughs> Uh, welcome to Not Sweater Weather, everyone. <laughs> Time to stop listening to this at work again. <laughs> fuck cozy. <laughs> so. My new product. Please go to Etsy and find my fuck cozy. <laughs> so, so the core mechanic is to get a seven. You you roll a D6 plus whatever stat value you're rolling, and you're hoping for a seven. Yeah, if you can get a seven plus, then you will succeed. Uh, if you get less than that, you do not. But that might not end up with you losing based on if you're doing the annotated rules, because there are the base rules that the game came with. Then there are the annotated rules that Baker put in afterwards that are completely different. You're like, <laughs> They're like a whole different game. Like, why wouldn't you just put out a second edition of this? And, and every page is half one set of rules and half the other. And it, it, I, I hate that that model of annotating because I'm like, well, I've gotten to this page. Oh, shoot. Half the page is like an entirely different rule set. Am I supposed to just forget everything from the first half and read the second half? Or am I reading this book twice? What are we doing? It's weird because reading the annotated version of this game really is, hey, here's two different versions of this game. Yeah. Have, you know, two editions of it because the rules don't, it's not like, oh, and you can add this rule on. You're like, no, this is a completely separate way of playing the game. Yeah, I think the other game even has a different name. It's called, like, Your Mother or something. The Annotated Your Mother. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I don't know if that's... No, just that's a, just a joke. It's just a joke? Oh, okay. I had no just idea. Just like your mother's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, how dare you? Yeah. My mom is a delight. <laughs> yeah, delight in the bed. <laughs> Woo! I have to assume that's also true. <laughs> I am morally required. Morally required to believe my mother fuck good. Yep. <laughs> because I do, but my uh, but I hate my dad, so it had to come from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Can't give him any credit. Zero credit due. Yeah. All right. Uh, combat mechanics. I'm, I'm going to skip over the annotated rule set because it is 100% a new rule set. I mean, I'll, I'll go over it once we're done with the baseline. Sure. So I'm just going to stick to not worrying about it. For now, uh, combat is the same thing. You roll and try to hit a seven. They roll and try to hit a seven. If both well, it's you- just if you get higher than them, you hit. If they get higher than you, yeah. they hit. Yeah. And if you tie, nothing happens. Nothing happens. I mean, something happens. You had a combat for a while. It's just that no numbers need to be written down. Yeah. And nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, so you want to uh, you want like, the next thing they get into is, is the stuff you need to kill. No, because there's more rules for combat. Fine, fine. Go into the combat rules. Let me actually talk about what's in this fucking game instead of spending 20 minutes on dicking around like an ass, like a piece of shit, like you are. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Too far. (laughs) I'm I'm no longer drinking a nice little cup of hot cocoa. Hey, sweater weather. I got whiskey, baby, (laughs) in the jarro. Yep, and I'm drinking a big cup of joints. (laughs) Ah, joints, a taste sensation. (laughs) Find my cup of joints on Etsy. It's right next to my fuck cozy. <laughs> Please explain all the vo- the bullshit about combat. I was just about to ask you to anyway when you launched into your unprompted attack. Uh, it was pretty prompted because you were going to move on to killing stuff. A little bit. You shit. Killing you stuff shit, is what combat is. Man. <laughs> so if you, in the hole, if you roll higher, you hit. If they roll higher, they hit you. If you hit, or anybody hits really, uh, whoever got hit makes a relentless roll, uh, or you fall over and yeah. subtract one from your relentless. So your actual relentless score is essentially just your hit points. Correct. Uh, and it has the death spiral thing because 
as you take more damage to your relentless, the actual roll to not take damage gets worse. Right. Uh, well, actually, the roll to not fall down because <laughs> you'll right. take you'll take a damage either way. But if you fall down, then hey, uh, you might get fucked up because this whole thing is all about like, oh, the GM will tell you you can't stand up because you're a little bitch baby. Yeah, yeah. you're a little piss baby. You <laughs> pissed himself. <laughs> I only pissed myself because I wanted you to like me. <laughs> and I only liked you because you pissed yourself. So we're <laughs> we're good there. <sighs> yeah. And then, you know, there is no healing system. The GM will just be like, yeah, you've rested enough. You get your relentless back. Yeah. Very straightforward. Uh, a lot of this is GM discretion mm-hmm. as far as what happens and when. And that's about it. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for that. That 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 was John discussing combat and how the combat mechanics work. Yeah. Let's all give him a round of applause. He needs it. Thank you. I Mm -hmm. do need it. He needs it. I need it in order to grow more powerful. In this special time. (laughs) In this my special time. (laughs) Mom, how do you stay fresh during your special time? Applause. (laughs) (laughs) You let that shit fester. Uh, you let that stink rise to God so he knows he did wrong. <laughs> what to kill? Now, of course, so you, the, uh, the, the, we already went over this earlier that there's a list of things you can kill. Puppies are just the basic of the game because it is called I Kill Puppies for Satan. They'll give you plus one evil. The, uh, the only way to get an extra evil out of a dog is if you kill a seeing, a seeing eye dog or an assistance dog while it is in the process of doing its job. Yeah. That'll get you too evil. But if you get a cranky old dog or a guard dog, that's zero evil because they're mean. Right. I think my favorite thing here you can tell is that you can tell that Vince Baker, either him or his parents, have owned parrots in the past. When you're looking through the list of animals that you can kill for various yeah, amounts of other evil. pets, <laughs> nice parrots plus two evil. Good luck finding one. Yeah. Mean, vulgar, neurotic parrot parrots plus one evil. <laughs> you can definitely tell that's a bird owner. That's a motherfucker who has been around parrots. <laughs> But yeah, it's just a big old list of things that you can get plus one evil for. I love all the shit on here that's plus zero evil, which seems like it might be worthless, but then you get into the part where there's a I mean, how you, you can't kill it. them for month more if you do it in a fucked up way. Yeah, there's 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 a, a how you killed it table as well that will allow you to gain evil for uh, additional evil for killing an animal in a spectacular fashion. Some that are a plus zero are weird to me because it's like ferrets are plus zero evil if you kill them. But a tarantula or a scorpion is plus one evil, and I'm like, you'd think that would be under the vermin category, yeah, where he classic, wouldn't want you to. Classic vermin, I guess. They're because there are people keep those as pets. Because so if there you're is someone's pet tarantula, like the vermin thing is like, oh, if you kill like a rat or a cockroach or whatever, that's minus evil because those are evil little vermin. But yet, scorpion, not a vermin. Weird. Yeah. It's strange. You, get, you also get plus one evil for hamsters, gerbils, and other rodents, which means you can get one for killing a capybara or just a rat. That's another rodent, so I'm not really sure. I, but, you know, whatever. I, I do really like the... I mean, they uh, call out rats as being specifically minus one evil. That is true, yeah. Uh, there's a whole list for fish where goldfish are worth nothing, but a nice fish is worth plus one evil. It's a nice fish. I like this. Thing. I love the concept just because it, you think the evil is based on how much suffering you inflict on people who knew that animal and not just the animal itself. You'd think. So, so, uh, when you go to kill their goldfish, they have to be like, yeah, I don't give a shit. It's fucking goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can kill my goldfish. Oh, my good fish. You kill oh, my neon tetras. My nice fish. <laughs> and then you get plus two evil if you kill a rare, beautiful tropical fish in somebody's home aquarium. Mm-hmm. But you only get one if it's a rare, beautiful tropical fish in like a dentist's office. <laughs> yeah, but if it's at a dentist's home home aquarium, yeah, if it's a, if it's in the dentist's home aquarium, it's fine. But if it's in the office, it's minus one to the evil. <laughs> and then yeah, we get into the list of big wild animals where we already mentioned that dolphins and whales and shit are like plus two evil. I have to assume you've got to televise that shit. You got to find a way to make people know. I mean, that you- it doesn't say, but you could just club a baby seal for plus two evil. Yeah, which is you know who's. Who's watch? I, I guess you, you have to assume that because it's a con game, the moment you get out near some dolphins and whales and baby seals, you're like, fuck it, we're going to the Arctic Circle. What are they going to do? <laughs> it, the the uh, cast of characters switches into you, whales, and Greenpeace on boats everywhere. That's it. <laughs> uh, food animals, if you eat it, plus zero evil. And if you don't eat it, plus one evil. That's great. Yeah. Like, if you kill a cow, and then you start ripping chunks out of it. That's you're like, less oh, I evil. killed a cow, and then I'm going to, you know, eat it. 
they're like, you can't work at a slaughterhouse and just gain free evil. I guess that's fair. I just prefer the notion of some guy being, who's like, this is less evil, he says, as he just puts mouth down to still warm cow and starts tearing chunks out of it. No, it, I mean, it's basically like, you can't go hunting for food and get evil out of it, because that's subsistence. Yeah. Then we get to the how you kill it rolls, where there's a, there's a list of plus zero, plus one, and plus two ways to kill an animal to gain additional evil from killing the animal. Yeah. Which is weird, because eat it live is a plus two way to kill it. So if you did get a food animal and then eat it live, mm-hmm. it would be worth plus zero, but you get the plus two from eating it live. Fuck it, I'm eating it live. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I just jump on a living cow and start biting it. <laughs> Vampire bites truly evil. So evil. Except they didn't kill it. That's true. You don't get the evil unless you kill it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, some of the, yeah, this is an interesting part where it feels a little disjointed. The, the various ways to kill it. The plus zero list is like put it in a sack with rocks and throw it in the in a, in a river, which is that's fucked up. That's drowning something. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, the plus one way to kill is to actually hold it underwater, underwater yourself because yeah. all the plus zero are you aren't directly involved. So it's like shooting something, hitting it with your car. Throwing it in a sack in a river, yeah, flushing it, stuff like that, where it's like, oh, you're not, you are responsible for it dying, but you're not the one directly doing the damage yourself. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple. You can brain it with a rock or put it on a stump and behead it for plus zero evil. Those two feel like they might want to be plus ones, like just straight up picking up a rock and beating an animal to death with it. <laughs> but uh, the plus one list, as John mentioned, yeah, suffocating them. Uh, I like to grab the thing by the hind legs and ram it into a wall a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, Lock it in a cedar chest with no food and check on it every day. Which feels like that should be plus two. That's (laughs) real fucked up. That's fucked up, especially a a cedar chest. I mean, who has that kind of money these days? Pine chest for me. Thank you. Thank you. That's only plus zero. One Ikea bullshit chest. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I also like that the um, you get plus zero for shooting the fucking thing, but plus one if you shoot it with way too high of a caliber of a weapon. Yeah. And you're like, but if you're shooting a fucking little animal, the second one's going to explode it instantly and it won't feel a thing. Yeah, like, but that's, th- that's the whole point. It's visual like, evil. Oh, I blew this fucking thing up. Yeah. It's visual evil. You have to be seen blowing up vermin t- with with your uh, expanding ammo or whatever. Yeah. Even though it's less damage, like they are alive for less pain if you shoot them with high caliber shit. Yeah, but it's mostly how impressively fucked up are you? Right. Because this is all about showmanship. It's all about showmanship and being all fucked up, but but only a little bit fucked up. Like when you get towards the back, you learn that God or the uh, Satan does not want you to mess with people at all. They're well, assholes. Yeah, like I mentioned, just leave them alone. It's. <laughs> they're either going to heaven, so don't do it, or they're not, well, and let like, them fuck around. It goes further than that. It's not just like, don't don't fucking kill them because Satan doesn't want to deal with them dying. It's like, don't try to corrupt them or tempt them to do evil. Oh, There's demons, demons for that. Yeah. yeah. Demons specifically will be like, that's my fucking job. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, after we've learned what you can kill and how you can kill it to generate amounts of evil, we move into a section of to why you would have done that, which is the things you can spend your evil points to accomplish. Yeah, and a lot of it feels, it was weird, because I was like, much of the things you spend evil on are like horror movie villain shit, where you're like, ooh, you can, you know, super hide in shadows and then jump out at people, or, you know, you can get killed, but you sit back up, you are like, oh, this is all just various horror movie dudes. Yeah, the problem, of Control course... Control some vermin. Yeah, the problem with that, of course, is the disjoint that you run into right away, where you're not supposed to be fucking with people, and a dog's not going to care if you perfectly hide in shadows. Well, the thing is, you're not... It's not that you're not supposed to fuck with people. You're not supposed to kill people. Because, <laughs> like, you can spend two evil, too. If you are wearing a big coat and someone hits you, instead of making a relentless roll, your coat falls open and you're a big swarm of vermin... And you scutter off, yeah. and then you can reform yourself. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's some classic, classic horror movie shit. Horror, absolutely, it is. And But it's also like, that's for two evil. That's nothing. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I killed a dog in a fucked up way, or killed a seeing eye dog, and now I can turn into a swarm of cockroaches. And you're like, <laughs> hold on, what well, the fuck once. is going on here? <laughs> You killed two puppies yesterday, and now you can one time turn into a swarm of cockroaches. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the, a lot of weird shit. The list is interesting. Some of them are straightforward mechanical advantage, like re-rolling a die. 
You can just spend one evil to reroll any failed roll until you roll a four, which you got to assume. I mean, it, unless you needed a specific five, that that's or six, that's a chance to fuck you up. But yeah, you no, it's four or better. Four or better, yeah. Uh, ignore a hit, even though you fail your relentless roll. So you know you just tank a hit, uh, or or ignore a passing the people that hate you roll. So the the one evil is easily spent on just mechanical advantage. Yeah. But then you also uh, get things like, oh, you can short out an electrical device or mm-hmm. um, say something or make some noise that sounds like it's coming from somewhere else. This is ways to be kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the the ones that are the most like magical, like the most supernatural that you can accomplish for just one evil are like you have to put a sock over the bottom of a phone and now you can sound like whoever you want. Or you can turn any piece of music that is currently being played into a Muzak cover of Hey Jude. Which is... Very specific. It's one of those jokes that's too yeah, specific. Yeah, it's like, hey, we got a joke. We got yeah. jokes here, buddy. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's very specific, but it's fine. It's. I, I like that it works on live music, though. Like, you can just turn a band that is currently playing into a Muzak cover of Hey Jude. Yeah, and the band will be pissed off about it. Yes. Uh, two Evil starts getting particularly interesting. Oh, there's also, this is important for later, for One Evil, you can cast a first-degree spell out of a spell book. Oh, yeah. A All space of the- satanic spell book. Things that cost whatever evil, the option in there is also cast a whatever that level of evil is degree spell out of a spell book. It's just important to note that because we're eventually going to have to talk about what spell books are. Yeah. Um, okay. Things that cost two evil. Again, you have the same reroll, but now it's at a five where, where you have to stop rerolling. Uh, and then a bunch of crazy shit. Like as John mentioned, uh, being turned into a swarm of bugs, uh, <laughs> blow your nose on something and, you're, and the, the stuff that comes out of your nose is fire. Uh, about as uh, just super hot. It's like Sterno comes out of your nose. Oh, yeah, which is from a... There is some... All of these are like, oh, these are specific horror movie things because yeah. that is from a specific horror movie The where you just kind of go and shoot out snot fire. Huh. Uh, the fucking Toxic Avenger or some shit? What horror no, movie I does think, that? I think he does it in Demon Knight. Oh, okay. But whatever. Uh... One of the weirder ones from Spending Too Evil is you can drive a car from the back seat. And I was like, that's weird. That's more of a party trick. I mean, it's all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Weirdly, I mean you take a control? dream that I have a lot oh, is that I am in the backseat of a car and it is currently going and I'm trying to drive it from the backseat. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Like, does it specifically say, it just says drive a car from the backseat. That's all it says. Yeah. Like, I was wondering if it meant, if it tells you that, yeah, that means you take over the driving of the car, even if someone's in the front seat. I would assume I- it would only be useful if you could. <laughs> Otherwise, you can jump into the like- wrong seat of a car and be like, haha, I'm driving this shit anyway. I mean, the big thing is you're like, oh, if the police get you and throw you in the back, you're like, oh, I'll just drive the police car exactly. from back here. Yeah, that's that's got to be the way they mean it. And then you've got three evil, which, yeah, they go all the way up to five. They go evil. to four. Oh, they go to four? Oh, okay. I thought they went to five. No, they do go to five. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five evil. Make one clean, attractive, and healthy, normal person. Oh, yeah, because it's all just stupid jokes. It's all just jokes. But yeah, that, that I just realized the joke I was reading is really bad. So thank you for interrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> you should have annotated that out, Vince. Nah, I mean, it's just a joke of you could make a regular person think for one second about having sex with you. <laughs> I guess they can still be like, Ugh. yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's their the, full response. That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> is they they'll think about having sex with you for one second. Yeah. It's not that they'll consider it. It's that they'll. I know it does say right there. Consider for one second having sex with you. Yeah. I was more. I was at first. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. I don't really want coercion mechanics in the game. Then I was like, wait, it's okay because it just it just makes them envision it and they get grossed out. Yeah, that's they fine. just consider. But then the I see consider and I'm back to like, oh, now I'm now I'm now I'm torn. But whatever. I'm choosing to interpret it in the in the uh, generous light. I mean, again, the bakers are. Not, it's not. Yeah. It, it is not in any way coercive because you're like. I make you consider having sex with me. And they go, all right, I'll consider it. That's terrible. <laughs> the whole thing is it's just a joke. 
so the two evil range is also the point where you can start calling Satan on the phone. Yeah. So if you if you kill as much as a seeing eye dog, now you can call Satan. You have his phone number. Yeah. He doesn't usually answer, but he, he's good at getting back to people. He will return your calls and, and see what you want. You don't want to call Satan too often, though, because he's fucking Satan. Yeah. And if you're bothering him for minor pissy reasons, he will punish you. But yeah, there's a ton of different shit, and it just gets more and more elaborately weird as yeah. you spend more and more evil. Now, as, since you're a horror movie connoisseur, I just thought these were inventive at a certain point, but but they might just mostly be horror movie. That's also good, because I really like the one that was like, whistle, and while you're whistling, you're invisible. Oh, yeah. It's just the super creepy, as long as you're whistling, no one notices you. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. That is a great, creepy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, or take on the exact likeness of an animal you killed. Like, if you just killed a dog, now you can just become that dog and, like, and, oh, yeah. and hang out with its family and fuck with them for a while. And when you you can make your eyes glow red and speak in a fucked up voice to them. Leave scorching footprints everywhere. Just do weird devil shit. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very weird for a game that will eventually call out, you know, in this list of things like, not only shouldn't you kill people, but, you know... Don't try and tempt them or do stuff because of demons. You're like, but then all yeah, the but <laughs> all the shit I can do in this game is like, oh, did you get a bunch of evil? It's to fuck with people. Like I, said, I was saying that earlier. I was saying that yeah. the, the weirdest thing about this game is the disconnect between uh, the things that you do to ac- acquire evil and the things that you can do with evil. I get it because the game can't just be about becoming an efficient puppy murder machine because that's not very exciting. Well, no, it's especially not clicker, but puppies. I guess puppy killer. The, the like this has a uh an, a sample adventure in the back and i'm like this is nothing like what i thought an adventure for this would be like because mm-hmm. it's just ah uh, there's a guy that you know that's a ghoul because he eats dead flesh and that's its own special type of person right and he got locked up in a in an insane asylum and you got to go rescue him and i'm like a rescue mission is not what I was expecting from the Kill Puppies for <laughs> Satan game. Like, unless Satan calls me on the phone and is like, hey, go get this ghoul out of fucking jail. I'm not gonna. That's the, that's the problem. I, well, you know, you're always going to run into this problem with a game that is entirely based around playing evil characters. Is that evil characters are inherently self-serving. They don't make good teams. And so they don't make good party compositions. Yeah. Now, the the weird thing with this is in the annotated version of the rules... uh. The a lot of the shit gets sort of stripped out and stripped down so that instead of being like each individual thing you do as a role, it's the like, here's what I want to accomplish and I'm going to roll to accomplish that. And instead of it being like, oh, I will stealth and then roll that and then I will hide and then roll that. You're like, what I want to do is get into this place unseen and Mm -hmm. do this and you'll see if you can do it. Yeah. So with the annotated rules, though. Every role is like you can have people that are opposing you that are on your own side. So if it's like what I want to accomplish, uh, I want to like throw a policeman out a window. All right. What do you want to accomplish? I want to cuff a policeman to a chair. All right. Well, that's at odds. Yeah. So now you have to roll against each other. Uh, whoever rolls highest gets to decide first what happens. But if you both, if one of you wins the role and one of you loses, the winner gets to do their thing. Yeah. If you both win, then the winner can go either we both get to do our thing, but we have to change it so that it's not like they don't mutually exclusive, yeah. or I can make it so neither of us do anything. Yeah. yeah, you can always you can always stop anything from happening. And the loser one is the exact opposite, where if you're the first one to go with the losers, if you both lost the role, you didn't get a seven then you can say, uh, if you're the first one to lose, you just go, okay, I didn't get to do what I want to do. This is what I wanted to do. If you're the second person, the lowest loser gets to decide, all right, I'll make it so we both accomplish what we wanted to or we both don't accomplish what we wanted to. Right. It's very weird, but it also means always whenever you describe something you want to do, if you're the next person to describe something, say how it's at odds with someone, because then you can both go, oh, if we both win or both lose, we can both win no matter what. <laughs> because both losing allows you to both win. Yeah. And I was like, oh, just constantly be like, oh, I'm going to fuck up what he's doing. Oh, JK, no, I'm not. We both do something cool. <laughs> this mechanic of always trying to fuck with your own party was later perfected in the role-playing game Duckman, the role-playing game. <laughs> 
<laughs> Duckman role-playing game. Check it out. <laughs> it's real. It's, it's very, real. It's so real. Yeah, the alternate rules are also just another Vince Baker game that he basically just pasted a uh, a Kill Puppies for Satan worksheet over because he had started playing with another set of rules he preferred to this. Yeah. So the rules for the an- the uh, in the annotations are, I believe, from his Sorcerer RPG. Uh, that's where he took them from. Yes. So, so yeah, that's someone else's RPG. Oh, I thought, I thought Sorcerer was his in the first place. No, his whole thing is he's like, someone else made these rules and I have stolen them for my games. Ah, okay. Very good. But, uh. Don't want to hand out credit to the wrong person. Don't want to make it seem like Baker's good at anything. <laughs> the dude wrote dogs in the vineyard. <laughs> yeah, I kill dogs in the vineyard for, for Satan. Satan. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big Dogs in the Vineyard player, but I do recognize its importance. Uh, the other thing in the annotated is it adds a danger role. So instead of it being like, oh, you fail, and so now the cops are called, it's like, all right, the danger is cops are going to get called on you, and that's a role that can fail in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But it also means the annotated rules get rid of the whole how many people hate you. Right. Because just... If people would stop you from doing a thing like the library card, the danger is uh, you get kicked out of the library and don't get a card. Right. So that's- instead of it being a role that's like you have to roll over how many people hate you in order to succeed on something, mm-hmm. it just becomes a danger role. And I just remembered who wrote Sorcerer because he's another name from that early internet RPG exploration days. It was old Mr. GNS himself, Ron Edwards. There you go. There you go. All right. So... uh <laughs> Uh, after this, th- we start getting into a lot of other types of people you may encounter in the world. Uh, this is where the game, for me, I, I wasn't as big of a fan of this. You're going to meet things like heroes and sorcerers and vampires and werewolves and aliens. And the biggest difference between you and them is that they have the same four stats you do, but they have different names because they're not evil people usually, or they have different evil interests than whatever the heck you are. Well, yeah, because if you're like, oh, uh, you get a hero Heroes are thoughtful, astute, brave, and dedicated, and they don't have evil. They have just, you know, uh, the ability to, I think it's as long as someone is around that they are trying to help, they reroll ones. Yeah, they all have one, a different mechanic, and some of them not only have a different core mechanic for how they generate, like, rerolls or bonuses to their dice or something, but they straight up have lists of powers and spells and so on. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying for yeah. heroes specifically, yeah. their power is as long as someone is around that they are trying to help, they reroll ones. Yeah, exactly. Like Space aliens, for example, are, in, instead of your regular stats, they're uh, calculating, mysterious, inquisitive, and inscrutable, and their mechanic is that uh, it, it, they have a thing that holds cosmic rays, uh, which they can recharge, and they can spend cosmic rays to do all kinds of different like effects to their dice. Mm-hmm. So each one of them works like that. Uh, honestly, the problem is that memorizing a list of synonyms for each of the four stats, just so you can have a difference between heroes, vigilantes, vampires, werewolves, sorcerers, space aliens, NPCs, and demons... Yeah. It's, it's a little, it feels I a mean, little. It's part of the joke. Yeah. I get it, but it's also bad. <laughs> it, it's not, it's not conducive to a functional play experience. Like ultimately, what's going to happen, this is always a useful metric for these types of mechanics is, are you going to ignore this? Yeah. Uh, is this going to be a thing you immediately throw out the window and mm-hmm. not give a fuck about? Exactly. Yeah. If you're at the game and you're like, uh, hold on, sorcerers aren't cold. They're learned. You're like, I'm just going to use cold because I know cold. I know the four stats. It took me a minute to get them anyway because they're kind of esoteric in the first place. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to learn six more sets. I mean, <laughs> my question is, how often are you going to be like, uh, am I going to say I'm using fucked up? Maybe because my sheet's in front of me. But yeah, if I'm like, all right, I want to do a strength thing. You mean a mean thing? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so you're already at a stage where you're likely to skip the using the four initial names, layering even more on only for the DMs or whatever they call them in this game, I guess. It's the, just GM. The GM's usage feels a little layered. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, he's this priest is righteous instead of mean. And I'm like, I don't care, man. I'm not going to remember <laughs> that or give a fuck. At least demons, I think, use the same stats. Because effectively they're also cold and fucked up and relentless and shit. Yeah. So at least that gets you that. But yeah, demons, their whole deal is they they are the ones whose job it is to do what you think your job is. 
which according to the, the well, mechanics of the game, because all the mechanics of the game are like, you can fuck with people and they can't do shit about it. But then you find out you're not supposed to. Demons are. There's a whole class of beings better than you are supposed to be doing that shit. Well, you're not supposed to tempt them to sin. What you should be doing is to fuck with people and make them lose faith. Because it's, I mean, again, a thing in here that I like was like, oh, you shouldn't torture people. No. Because then they call out for God for help. Yes. What you should do is petty, meaningless shit that ruins their yeah. day. Yeah. Because when you do that, they're like, oh, God damn it. Exactly. You want you want them to curse God, not call to God for help. Exactly. Books, Don't make it so bad that they turn to God. Yeah. The, the, the book's got a fairly straightforward cosmology. They give Satan the... Uh, the general kind of Lucifer, the morning star treatment where he, he's Satan because he made a choice a long time ago. He's the first one to take a dump in God's coffee. Exactly. So he, he's not just sort of an inscrutable destroyer figure, but rather just a dude that you can call. But yeah. God is the inscrutable, not answering phone calls. No one knows what's going on with God type situation. Well, yeah, they have a thing in here where it's like, Oh, if you meet God, play him as a real stupid, stuffy jackass. And he's <laughs> he's just following these rules that men wrote down two thousand years ago. He isn't. No, God is yeah, not God following is not. the no. rules. No, but he, he has is, made the rules. No, for but them. he is a stuffy jackass. That was the whole point. Yeah, the whole thing is they're like, oh, make him essentially a big conservative asshole. Yeah, like if you meet him, he's supposed to just be constantly quoting shit from the Bible that no one does. You know, like oh, he doesn't have a sense of humor yeah. because. A sense of humor is what you use when things are fucked up, and he never fucks up. Yeah. He's too perfect for that. He should be like, oh, are you a disobedient woman? How how come your father didn't sell you into slavery like I wrote? Exactly. That kind of thing. So that's uh, And then uh, Satan himself, you do not want to tempt him or fuck with him because he is way more powerful than you and will just kill you. But it doesn't really matter because these characters are very easy to make. Uh, are there some mechanics by which you can uh, level up in this game? Technically. Yes. You can spend five evil... To increase any one of your stats by one. Yeah. And also sort of annotated onto there is the, if you want to, instead of just make it be baseline evil and you're doing a campaign, you can instead have a specific evil stat for leveling. So at the end of the session, you'd be like, okay, Whoever did the most fucked up thing during the session gets a uh, point. And whoever had the most fucked up session gets a point. And then if you showed up and you were an asshole, you get two points. And it's just, you know, the standard yeah. list that you get at the... But reverse to be like, about being a piece of shit. Yeah. Exactly. Where they're like, did someone do a good role play? Give them an XP. Yeah. This is like, did someone take a dump on a priest's lawn? Give them a point. Did someone teabag the DM's pizza? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much just the the jokey turnaround version of that. Yeah. But it is evil you only spend on getting better stats. Mm -hmm. And that way, I like that because it was like, oh, that way you can spend your evil on doing cool stuff instead of always going, no, I wait until I have five and then spend it to increase a point. Yeah, yeah, that is better. Until you hit the, the point where all of your stats are high enough that on average you accomplish everything. Yeah, once you hit a five in everything and you can't raise it anymore, you're like, all right, well, now I guess I'll do powers. <laughs> uh, I guess the last big thing we got to talk about is the spell books. Yeah. Uh, there are a bunch of spell books out there in the world. All these Alistair Crowley sign him with his, with his, the A in his first name being a dick types, uh, books of rituals and so on. Of course, they're actually real but only people like you and demons and sorcerers can get them to work yeah now it's weird to me that <laughs> i mean i don't know if i want to give credit for this being a parody of games that are like oh here's abilities you have and then also a different thing that's the exact same idea as the abilities <laughs> but it's now it's a spell book yes because it's it, the only difference between the abilities and the spells you still need to spend evil to activate them but also they have like these other costs like the amount of time they'll take and then uh, like a one sentence description of what fucked up shit you have to do to get it to work because the weird thing for me is i'm like oh i cast a first degree spell i spend one evil cast a spell and like Oh, I can, for a mile, when I walk, I leave footprints that point backwards instead of forwards. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that seems like I should just be able to get that for one evil from a one evil effect. Yeah, absolutely. But instead, they're exactly like, like one. no, this takes a minute to cast and is a little painful. I'm like, why? Why does that exist? Who gives a shit? 
Yeah, this There's isn't just... more pay f- or more powerful than a basic one evil effect. I think it's also a bit of a parody of books that write their spell that that do the spells with uh, that attempt to do real spells. Like, oh, our, our the spell book in our game is based on what real sorcerers of the of the evil king's table wrote in the 1560s, because all the names are things like "good for misleading pursuit" or "good for avoiding debtor's prison." Yeah. And they're all like that. Oh, you create a good for avoiding debtor's prison is create a fat, greasy wad of $20 bills. Spend them quick because at dawn, they'll turn into a foul smell, which they spelled wrong here. So it's a chicken smell. Yeah, they'll turn into a chicken smell, a a chicken smell and some maggots. (laughs) Plus, you can't use them for any magical purpose because a lot of the spells, their mechanic is just fucking burn a bunch of money. Yeah, all of the summon a demon spells, the higher you go, the more money it costs to summon them. Yeah. And so... If you want to be like, oh, I want to summon a greater fourth level demon or whatever, it's like, oh, you'll be bankrupt forever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the rest of the spell, though, is is you can't use the money for magic. Also, this spell takes 10 minutes or so, and you'll want to floss your teeth afterwards. Listerine helps, too. So when you're creating your your uh, wad of money, something nasty is going to happen in your mouth, and it's up to you, DM, and or your interpretation. Yeah. Again, I keep looking at these going like, why would I do any of these spells With instead the, of just the effects? Yeah, exactly, because they tend to be bad, like they have some kind of punishing effect on you, and they're not that much more powerful than just spending your evil to accomplish powers anyway. They exist outside the cycle. Granted, they don't cost evil to activate, I don't believe, so they are useful if you don't have any evil and you want to accomplish some weird shit, or if you no, just... No, you have to spend evil to do it. Oh, you do, that's right, you're right. They're, they're, they have an evil the cost listed in, in the, evil the power book, uh, in the evil listing, you're right. God, yeah, these really don't... I mean, they're just pointless. It feels like they were added to make this from a con game into a book. Uh, Which, at a certain point, I'm like, man, that seems to be something I want to see more and more, is like, what would happen if Dr. Magnet Hands was 100 fucking pages? <laughs> what would you have to do? Oh, fuck it up. Make it worse. <laughs> yeah, every time I see one of these games that's obviously a con game that's been stretched to publishable lengths, my, my first thought is, show me the original game, because I bet it's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, when you're like, what is this? It has be- like maybe a page of rules. And you're like, great. That page of rules is exactly what you needed. And then you added another 80 pages and you fucked up an entirely useful game. Yeah, like when I was writing the fucking uh, Duckman game and I got to the point where I was like, well, I want to joke about how even though this game is fucking offshoot bullshit from the 90s, it still has feats. And so I wrote a full feat list for it. Yeah. And that made the game 10 times worse. But I, it was a joke, so I didn't give a shit. But if I was actually trying to write the game to the point where I could publish it, I'd be like, yeah, I want this feat list in there because that's like six pages, baby. That's more money. <laughs> So, so I don't know. I, I feel the same way about a lot of games. Like, imagine the terrible RPG being turned into a full-on book. Yeah. It, it, it's, neat, it's a neat thought experiment, but at the end of the day, do you want it? Probably not. Uh, otherwise, there's some stuff towards the end of the book that's just sort of like uh, some treatises or treatises or thoughts uh, expanding upon certain aspects of the game world. For example, the evil fucked up side of guns. Yeah, I mean, it's all just... Here's GM advice for how to deal with various things. So they're like, all right, uh, you know, how do you deal with money for your characters? How do you deal with the first session? How do you deal with guns and whatnot? Like, how does this game want to deal with certain things? And of course, uh, a lot of it is, you know, just jokes. This is stupid shit. Yeah, there's one that kind of, it's one of them woofs. Yeah, You're definitely a wolf. The big one is in the the fucked up side of guns where you're like, oh, you know, you want to get uh, the here's advice on gun mechanics and whatnot. And it's talking about how like, oh, you should have this type of gun or this whatever. And it has a section where it's like, oh, if you get this piddly little handgun, that's only good for going into schools and shooting the people that were mean to you. And I'm like, Uh, 2001, you fucked up. Yeah, that's like, what, three years after Columbine, which is is at the point where that could potentially still be one of those too edgy for you type jokes. Like, I remember a bunch of fucking trench coat jokes and shit at that time period because I was a college student. Um, But definitely that's a joke that only soured over time. Oh, for sure. And the fact that it was like, oh, this has been several years since then. So... It's like saying, oh, this is good for killing the fucking jocks that pushed you around and now you can't take it anymore. You're like, no, dude, 
That's too much. You already, you were so careful on here of being like, there's no coercion. I tell you not to torture people. Like, I'm doing all of, all that I can to make a fucked up game, but also steer players away from doing actually like fucked up would make people uncomfortable at the table stuff. Yeah. And yet here you're like, oh yeah, and school shootings. <laughs> And you're like, nope, you fucked up, my And hands. take that shit right back out. I yep. bet you if this was a 2022 adaptation, that would not be in there. No. That would be I- definitely gone. <laughs> and there you go. I think it's about a good time as any to go to the favorites and least favorites, unless you had more stuff you wanted to say. Uh, Not really. I mean, like I said, the adventure is fucking weird. Yeah. The fact that it's like, go save a guy who is your friend. And all also, all the PCs are friends. I'm like, weird, weird choice for your game about people that are murdering puppies for Satan to be like, and you're all friends and you have a friend and he's in trouble and you should help him. It's just so hard to write an adventure for actual evil people. It is. Yeah. Because the best you can do is offer something tempting. That's the best you can possibly do. Like uh, even in this book, he's like, Hey, when I still run this at cons, when I do, uh, the way I do it is I just say, Who's the person who hates you? They're fucking here. They're at the door. They're knocking at the door right now. What do you do? Yeah. And I get that's that's okay because just like that uh, in I don't want to keep bringing up Duckman just because it's another game about fucking with people and, and creating failure. But that was our mechanic for that game as well. Was like how do you start a Duckman adventure? Some fucking asshole tightwad shows up in the, at your door and is like, yeah, you people aren't living correctly, so that you all have a shared meaningful reason to go into fuck with people mode. Huh? Like, someone shows up who's like, this house isn't clean enough for children. And then you get to play as Duckman being like, fuck you, it isn't! You know, that kind of shit. Um, but it's hard to write those adventures. So he even says, like, oh, yeah, when I run this now, I just say, the person you hate is here. Okay, go. Yeah. Okay, go is here. And you hate them. <laughs> you hate okay, go. They're here to play at your birthday. <laughs> And it's that modern shit, too, where you can tell they just wrote it because it matches the tempo of whatever weird video they made. Ah, and, we already made the video. Now we just need to come up with a song to put on it. <laughs> and they're like shilling for printers or something. I can't quite figure out what's happening. <laughs> Weirdly, every single other line in here is about a GM truck. <laughs> Yeah, I always find it funny to consider them one-hit wonders because so many people are aware of all these music videos they did, but only the music videos. Yeah. Like, even if you vaguely recall the song that accompanies them, they didn't chart or anything. Only that one song charted. Yeah. I, I feel like there was another one, though, but it was before and when they were still just sort of a generic-ass punk band. Who knows? Anyway, I don't know why this is this is an offshoot about OK Go, <laughs> who did a wonderful video with the Muppets you should check out. Check out Muppet videos. That one is remarkably good. Okay, so, speaking of OK So, the other band, it's a cover <laughs> band of OK Go. <laughs> uh, What's your favorite thing about this game? Um, I do, I will say, I appreciate, like I was just talking about, I, I appreciate the attempts at being like, yeah, I'm trying to ro- write, you know, a parody, joke, edgy, super edgy game. Mm-hmm. But still putting in there like, hey, don't torture people. Don't try and get people to like, you know, don't coerce them into sex. You aren't allowed to do certain things. Like, this is a game about being a fucked up little guy, not about being an actual bad person in our actual reality. Yeah. So I do appreciate trying to steer away from that. That's fair. What is your favorite thing in this? I like the, the things you can spend your your uh, evil points to accomplish. Yeah. The lists are fun. There's a lot of great references to things, and there's a lot of mechanical powers that that work in a very creepy and... and it, like, I'm still enamored of the when you whistle, you're invisible thing. Yeah, no, that is a, a wonderful power. Yeah, so so that's the kind of shit that I really wanted to get out of this, and, and I'm glad it was there. So that's my favorite thing. Uh, what's your least favorite thing, is if I needed to ask? Uh... Well, I mean... Okay, setting it aside. Set, setting aside the whole you fucked up putting a school shooting thing in here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mechanically, I feel like there is a disconnect between sort of what this game thinks this character will be and what your mechanically your character wants to do and can do. Right. Because it feels like the game is telling you, oh, you're... You're a fucked up little guy. You kill animals and you're doing it for Satan and you're just sort of a piece of shit. But then they're like, oh, also, you're absolutely super powered. You have ridiculous, weird powers you can use. Yeah. And like, you know, spend four evil and make an entire room explode. Yeah. Like, okay. That's that feels more 
like, oh, I'm basically like a demon in training than I am just exactly. some fucked up little guy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a, a strange disconnect here that outside of the whole fact that this is, you know, purposefully trying to be fucked up, uh, just mechanically, I don't think it was able to mesh as well as it should have with the theme. Right. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to sharpen your point just a bit and make that my least favorite thing. This book needed like a page intro at the beginning to explain what the fuck you are and why. Yeah. Like, is Satan creating you? Are you, is there a, is there a, a club affiliation for these people? How do you get his phone number? What is the mechanic? Like, the, the, the thing about this book is you go to the back and it's got all these different types of NPCs you might encounter and they're like, this is a fucking priest. And then in two paragraphs, they, so, they, they uh, summarize the point of a priest, what the priest does in this game world, what a priest's abilities are, why there's priests. Yeah. And the book does not have that summation for what you play, which feels like an obvious gap. Yeah, for a game that's like, oh, uh, we <laughs> took a very baseline idea and added a shit ton of pages to it to not go, hey, here's an annotation that's just, oh, the type of character you are is like this. This is the type of person you should be. Or this is like, how did you come across the idea that you even get evil powers where does that come from? Yeah, is it just if anyone kills puppies because they're fucked up, they become aware of a grand vast conspiracy of the world that supernatural shit is real and that God exists? Yeah, and it's it's like, okay, if I kill a kitten, that's one evil point. So those people who are like, oh, I drowned a bag of kittens because I don't want cats in my house and I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. All right. Do they all of a sudden go like, oh, shit, I can I can I, do weird stuff. I know Satan's phone number weird <laughs> yeah it just needed that it needed that and, and you know i get why it's not there i can understand the idea is that it's nebulous that it's just part of the gameplay experience like okay great you've all made your characters now why are you fucked up little goblins what's going on what caused this it can be an open-ended experience to allow for extra creativity but even then a list of examples would have been nice i would have enjoyed because again, it's when you add so much on to a thing. If this was one rule of page or one page of rules, mm -hmm. I would have been like, "Yeah, I don't need the description. This is just there to like facilitate a game that is in this genre." Right. But once you're like, "Hey, I added a you know fifty pages onto this," you're like you could have added a paragraph or two. Yeah, yeah, just something like that to explain why these little dudes exist and why they're being, why they're running around causing all this trouble when they just don't really need to. They could just fucking chillax. Hey guys, hey, calm down. Just take it down a notch, fellas. Quit killing all these puppies. So there you go. Uh, would you play this? Uh, nah, nothing here that I want to do. There's nothing in this game that's like, ah, yeah, fun. I'm gonna kill a dog or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's that's fair for you. You're not really all all that excited about killing a dog. I mean, even if it was like, yeah, I never kill dogs. I'll go kill a water buffalo for a point or some shit. You're like, <laughs> I don't care. I I honest, there's nothing again because there is no like mechanic and character connection here. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's nothing in here that makes me give a fuck about this. That's fair. That's very fair. Would uh, you play this? Yeah, I think I would specifically. In its intended environment, I would play this at a con, uh, especially if I happen to run into a Vincent Megway table. Um, I, I would like to see how it, how it was originally intended to be run. Um, so, so yeah, I think I would. I, I, but that is there's a lot of caveats there. Like I'm not itching to start a campaign of this, but I would like to play it in in what is obviously its intended and original environment. Yeah, so there I you go. <laughs> I don't want to be around other people that want to play this either. <laughs> fair i mean i don't want to be around people that would only want to play this uh, that's that's i mean what i'm saying is i don't want to be around you that's fair we've been we had to spend a night in the hotel together that's always when we get to our our most strained nah that's when you should be at your most strained because i'm snoring real loud <laughs> it doesn't bother me i can sleep with headphones on because i already can't move my head because of all the headgear i have to wear oh yeah so there you have it. Uh, one yes and one no, a rare occurrence here on the show. And otherwise, I guess it's just time to plug some Patreon and get the fuck out of here so we can get back to Vegas. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We still have to make the bonus content. And I'm just kidding. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to go gamble right now. <laughs> I tell you what, if I can if I can double my money on the next two rolls, we'll make bonus content. <laughs> we'll just make it anyway, because that's how we make real money. Oh, I make real money at the table, son. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, head over to patreon.com slash system mastery and support us at any of our variable levels. Uh, two, four, and ten dollars are each the levels that unlock new kinds of content. In addition, any one of all three of those levels will unlock all of our episodes of the main shows, System Mastery, Expounded Universe, and Movie Mastery as ad-free experiences. We are now a show that we're on a main feed. There are some ads. Sorry, we're just running up against the wall of recession. Uh, but if you want to dodge those ad-free or those ads to an ad-free experience, I get it. I hate ads too. That's why I left the Patreon ad-free, just for folks like you. Yeah. If you're already paying, then we don't need to make you, you know, pay by listening to ads. That's fine. Head over to patreon.com slash system mastery. Support us. At any point, get the ad-free stuff, but then also all the levels unlock more shows, they so sure you can watch and or well, no, I mean you can watch your, I guess your your waveforms. Yeah, you can watch you all know, our waveforms. No yeah, but you can load it into Audacity and watch the waveforms dance. Which one of us is spikier? It's me. Yeah, it's always me. You you spike hard. I do. You should be in <laughs> volleyball. <laughs> yeah, except I can't jump. So, uh, so there you have it. We've got, uh, bonus content for each one of them. This show, of course, gets bonus content where we make characters in the game we just reviewed. Yeah, we're gonna make fuck up little goblin it's guys. Be real fast this week, cause it's only like two decisions. So, so we'll have to figure out some ways. We'll, we'll tell some stories about there for some shit. I don't know. Four dollars unlocks the expounded universe stuff where we go to Wikipedia, find fun stories about Star Wars. And at the ten dollar level, you get two more shows, the afterthought and the TV mastery. Oh my God, what a circus of values it all is. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Why won't you consider it right this very day and go support us? And otherwise, I think we're done. You got anything else you want to say? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Woo! Eat my shit, asshole. I took my sweater off, and now you can just see my hairs. Yeah, sweater's off, and I've just got sweaty pits. <laughs> yeah. Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> all right, thank you so much. Have a good night, everybody. Welcome to Character Creation Cast, a show where we create and discuss characters, the best part of role-playing games, with guests using their favorite systems. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter. And I'm your other host, Amelia Antrim. Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com.